0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 220 of G.I. Joeberg. Yes, we are still in the 200s, and we are continuing onwards to 300. Very soon, we're going to celebrate an amazing anniversary. Stay tuned. Several (laughs) years from now. (laughs) But today, it is 220, and I am Robert, and I'm joined by my perennial partners.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the thorns in your side. It's Steve. It's Paul. Hey. Hey. And, and we are right the unholy triad of G.I. Joker. Oh, absolutely. We triology all over the place.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Rob's
1: coming in hot for a change. What's going Woo! on, dude? How's Cape Town treating you?
0: Cape Town is, is doing pretty good, I think. Um, the weather's been a bit cooler, which is nice. Um, that kind of gives me a little bit of energy back. Um, not much, but just enough <laughs> to kind of like keep on going. Be and, dangerous. You know, I wake up early these days. It's absolutely incredible um I, 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 I yeah no absolutely 2 p.m early
1: <laughs> <laughs> i
0: remember incredible.
1: that life i remember that life well uh Whoa. paul how are you doing dude how's adulting how's have you been able to keep your garden under control uh <laughs> yeah. any more trees any more trees
2: going <laughs> no up? we're good we're good um celia did a, a bang up job on the garden last weekend it looks amazing uh so we don't have to worry about any of that everything else has been pretty cool pretty smooth sailing uh i've just been busy as crazy like i know i always say that because it's like you know but i have been really busy um and hopefully that's going to chill out by the 22nd of october which is good news um because i got some cool you know cool stuff to finish off i got a live stream that i'm planning for my birthday that'll be next sunday from all the next podcast after this one uh yeah so we got you know i've got some cool stuff planned it's just you know i'm so tied up with work that you know i don't even know like you know my left from my right but i'm okay <laughs> i'm good yeah i'm rocking uh, I suppose yeah I new toys to on the horizon bit. yeah when
1: when you work freelance you have a very hard time saying no <laughs> when when there's work knocking at the door so mm. paul am i correct in assuming you've bitten off a little bit more than you can chew comfortably uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah like yeah, the I'm like you know, it's, candle at every end
2: <laughs> yeah sleep is kind of like a luxury right now
1: <laughs> Right on. well i don't know what's worse uh too little or too much of the the good old work but anyways thank you for taking time out for us all right gents <laughs> we have uh two items on the the heavy you know emboldened underlined embossed italicized <laughs> topic list <for> this <laughs> evening uh, we're talking the RoboSkull Mark II Kickstarter, which is the hot news of this week past. Uh, the Kickstarter is ongoing, they have 27 more days left in it, so plenty of time to pledge and get some of the exclusive stuff. Uh, but it is funded, it's not just a, a case of the stretch goals being unlocked, of which most of them have already. So, this is a a runaway success. This campaign is incredible. We're going to get into it a little bit later. For those of you scratching your heads, like, what's a RoboSkull? What the hell uh, is a RoboSkull? <laughs> You've been living under a rock. Um, and the other topic, Paul, do you want to introduce this one? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh,
2: so I've had a kind of a, an interest in the 90s GI Joes as of late. Uh, and I mean, as of late, like the last few months. So I've been looking into a lot of the you know like i'm looking at ebay listings i'm looking at local listings all that kind of stuff um i've also recently got two 90s figures uh which will be and un- well we'll see when they'll be unveiled um but i've got two of them that I actually carded and it kind of got me down a little bit of a rabbit hole i was like well they're kind of easy to collect because they don't have a lot of cool gear and that got me thinking like wow what a wasted opportunity some of these character sculpts or some of these sculpts are really really cool like really cool like i'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are like have at least one late 90s gi joe in the in the back of their heads where they're like yeah that guy is really cool or that
1: actually they were all guys <laughs> um Paul, but by late 90s you mean early 90s but late something. in the lifespan of of era yeah yeah, yeah. right sorry and there are are some exceptions surely gonna hang us in the comments they always they always try to you know you know we gotta we gotta mind our p's and q's anyways and you're absolutely right like 90s figures are easy to collect because oftentimes the weapons are duplicates and easy throwaways there are very few unique items and sometimes it's just a helmet really and those typically typically are still attached to the figure but yes absolutely paul please continue
2: there are a few exceptions to this rule. The first one, and I just want to get some of these out of the way quickly, and I think it's worth mentioning because these are actually really cool toys. So one of the major exceptions I thought was Duke, Star Brigade Duke. That's a late 90s figure that actually comes with with some pretty interesting gear. I mean, they could have just made it a firing missile and just been, you know, be done with it. But they actually went a little bit ahead and gave him some kind of weird... Uh, kind of gun thing that flaps on him and then he can hold it under his arm like it's actually a really fun weapon like it's a pretty unique weapon and it stands out um another one and i'm uh steve i think you're the one who turned me on to this i think it was you that turned me on to this in in an earlier episode is cobra commander with the star brigade cobra commander with his cool bubble head thing but also he's got this weird piece of gear which has got these like suction cups and it just looks like a lot of (laughs) fun i do like that and and then another surprise and one i was totally not expecting was sci-fi star brigade sci-fi is awesome uh i really like what they were trying to you know do there with it and or with that toy and so yeah those are your exceptions i mean for the most part and then uh the alley viper i suppose is kind of uh, an exception as well because it's got a shield it's got a bit of a unique gun it's got the helmet and all that, but the rest are all weapons trees. And yeah, uh, so, sure. what well, I would actually, like, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: another another good exception, um, where it's Wild Bill kind of um role playing, <laughs> uh, old timey um, cowboy
1: cavalry, yeah, is
0: the, the cavalry yeah. version is from '93. And I suppose maybe there's a version '94, but he like comes with like a proper old time pistol, like a really like, cool little knife that goes into his backpack. He has the hat. I mean, he's so nice that me and Stephen bought him at least four or five times.
2: Yeah, he's so, so nice he bought it twice times uh, two. Three times <laughs> yeah. He bought it twice a
1: lot. twice. It's so um, good. But, but, gents, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We are <laughs> going to get into trying to remedy the very forgettable accessory trees of the early 90s GI Joe. First up, however... Anyone got any new toys? I don't sadly, so this might be a very short round.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, me too. I still don't have anything yet. Um I have been looking at this this local dude um who has lots of really cool Joes, but like his pricing is so all over the place at least to me. Which guy is that, Rob? He hasn't bought um, you know, toys since like the literal 90s. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh jeez, What is his name again? Uh, with his
1: amusements
0: yes that's correct his pricing it confuses me sometimes because like even when a figure comes with the packaging even if the packaging looks like it's been half eaten um as is the case with countdown (laughs) um it's the countdown with original packaging Uh. (laughs) 900 rand but without (sighs) he'll be like 600 maybe you know if he has all these accessories and i'm it like it's a bit silly you yeah. could have just cut that packaging down to the file card at least it would have looked good like mm. what am i supposed to do you, you're mailing me this this half-eaten card it's like it's someone was like oh you're sorry i don't have a countdown uh my dog ate it so that's why i need <laughs> another one thanks <laughs> so i was the pricing on the is very confusing to me so I'm hoping to get past that and kind of find things that are little jewels in the so rough, I guess.
1: Can can I assume from that that you're wanting a countdown action figure?
0: <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I'm just saying I looked through all the listings and I was like, okay, on average, obviously the carded, the ones that come with the cards will cost more. But this was mm-hmm. the one that really stood out to me where I was like, why? Why are you making this more expensive? This card is not really a card. It's just, it's it's so annoying. If
1: I may venture a a partial explanation, I think the the figures that came with cards he got in a later deal from one collector. And I think he might have paid a premium because those are all very well kept action figures, all have their accessories. Uh, They've been curated. Heinrich, by his own admission, doesn't know a great deal about G.I. Joe. He's a Motu guy and a Thundercats guy. So he Ah. will defer to the experts in fact i once went to his shop and just sorted through his loose accessories i was like yeah (laughs) well that that is a range viper's gun and you haven't got it listed with the action figure if you want to you know bump up the the price on your your action figure there you can sell him complete if you just add this into the listing let Um, me fix this for you (laughs) yeah exactly let me enhance the value of your online store but anyways uh, he he and i go way back but uh, yeah as i said these new items that have popped onto his store are probably items that he paid a little bit more for because he was like yeah this guy takes good care of his collection it's worth the deal that he's striking and you know basically it 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 removes me uh, from having any kind of responsibility to the buyer because I can trust this listing to be complete, I don't have to well, do my
0: research. that that's, definitely makes sense, and thank you for, for making it easier for me to, uh, I suppose, <laughs> continue to consider items from him.
2: <laughs> well, something something I I want to mention there, and you bring up a good point about the sort of weirdness in the pricing on on Withers Amusements. Uh, and this is obvi- this is not a criticism of Withers Amusements; it's actually more an observation of of South African collectors you'll notice um, like you'll get like Crimson Guards and whatever's for like 900 bucks, right? Okay, I mean, and you sort of expect that because it's an older figure. But it's weird how like some of the 90s guys uh, end up and and quite common 90s guys actually go for more than 80s guys that are actually quite difficult to get your hands on. Um, So if you're going through there, have a look. You'll see there are one or two like 90s figures that are like why is that 700 rad you know it's not <laughs> like it's not anything special for example you know like or uh, like i don't know i just i just saw there was a bit of inconsistency with that um but hey you know what at the, en- at the end of the day his stuff is very good condition which is great and for the most part he does try to sell complete and i just find that like with his stuff he gets to a point where it's like loose joe 200 bucks or 300 bucks and you're like okay no problem you know same joe with gear 900 bucks and you're like what
1: (laughs) 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 all right let's get past this guy anyway i mean he's gotten enough i'm I'm, I'm not
0: i'm not trying to bash the dude i'm just saying yeah he's someone coming into it again into into a buying phase i guess i i i'm still getting used to how things are priced and how the actual price of things these days um Mm -hmm stuff from the 90s even i mean like later stuff i mean it's, it's just crazy how everything is worth something now to a certain degree mm. um and that's just it's fascinating to me it's it's actually it's yeah it's it's i i'm speechless it's crazy
1: <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to gi joe collecting my friend but rob please before you hit buy on anything just uh yes, no. sh- shoot me a message because yeah for sure that there's stuff sitting with both paul and i that is destined for you in fact oh my god um,
0: i saw an amazing ooh. ice cream soldier you-, you didn't have one of those
1: <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old <laughs> <laughs> comedy <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, Rob, um, let's know. Um, I started to think do you have any new shit this week?
2: actually, uh the new stuff has dropped in the country. Um but getting it right now is very difficult. Um I haven't been able to leave to go and do any kind of shopping. Celia has been my my avatar and um, yeah, it's 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 a case of being in the right mall at the wrong time. Like I'll get a, I'll see a message on the board like, oh my word, they've just unpacked the stock at Atterbury. Somebody's just taken a photo, and then Celia's like, no, no problem. I'll go and check it out. I'm almost there, and then I'll phone, and she'll be like, phone them so they can keep them aside for me. I'm like, no problem, and then I phone them, and then the lady's like, somebody just came in and bought them all. And That happened a few times this week, so all of them. I'm still on the, all of them, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nasty. So. Yeah, so I'm so glad that I managed to get Mosquito, um, but the quest continues for my very own Stinkor, Webster, Eternian goddess, and I suppose I have to Beastman. Um, but yeah, so I'll let you know about that. Otherwise, no new toys <laughs> at all—G.I. Joe, He-Man, or otherwise. Um, but there are some cool things on the horizon, and I want to—I'm I'm, going to—I'm uh, going to remain mum on those until they arrive because I think it's going to be more exciting when I have them in hand. But I will let you guys all know how the He-Man toy quest goes um, in the next episode of (laughs) G.I. (laughs) Joburg. Anyway, yeah, that's me.
0: I think this is the first episode since I came back to G.I. Joburg that Paul has not had something new. This is... It's crazy.
2: (laughs) Technically, I think it's... I think it's the third episode. I think there's at (laughs) least three episodes where I haven't had something new. And, like, listeners, just understand it's not like a case of like oh my word like i'm just buying stuff every week what i do is i like to do a lot of like
0: i'm going with this either i'm just not a criticism i'm just like it's it's crazy like how is this possible (laughs) there's always something new coming for paul it keeps me alive knowing there's something cool he's getting
2: oh thank you rob no i appreciate that but i just want to just put it out there like i'm one of those guys who really uses the private warehouses on online stores like like literally like there's three days to go and then i'm like i'm gonna ship that you know, and it just sometimes coincides, <laughs> ends up happening That you know, I might have received a parcel shipment like the week, you know, an earlier week. And then the following week is like a dry, like the following two or three weeks would be like dry. But then I'm like, oh, wow, a transformer. Oh, wow. A He-Man figure. Oh, wow. You know, somebody selling something on Facebook marketplace, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, it's, and it's actually, it's a slippery slope. And that's why I've <laughs> but Rob. I'm so glad to hear that, you know, that you are, are enjoying toys uh, vicariously through me. Um, yeah. I will continue to do so
1: for you, for your sakes. But moving the agenda swiftly <laughs> along, gentlemen, what are you reading, watching, or playing? I'm going to open my account and say I watched Black Widow, I watched Free Guy, and I've seen the first episode of, what is it, Star Wars
0: Visions? Visions? Oh, that's that, that
1: um, the anime
2: thing.
0: The anime
1: yes. thing. Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, Black Widow, it's palatable, I guess. <laughs> it's um, okay. I, I think I think the, the, the fairy tale is done. Um, you know, we we now know almost everything we needed to know about the mysterious member of the Avengers who, you know, in <laughs> in the company of giant green hulking monsters and gods with hammers, she would run around beating people up with her sticks. <laughs> uh but you know she's the super spy and and now we uh, have her her tail uh laid bare so to speak uh free guy my goodness man it's very much in the same vein of uh ready player one um edge of tomorrow uh and the lego movie and i i, I wanted to myself like these kind of self-referential very like gamer culture fortnighty style films do gamers even enjoy them or they're like this stuff this stuff's corny man um well this I, I gamer can't say yet
2: um for free guy
1: okay yeah well you watched ready player one no doubt yeah did that that that, seem... that
2: tickled me yeah
1: okay okay yeah well, did you li- you but to a degree all the references and stuff you liked it because um, there's a giant rx-78 gun, gun. eight <laughs> <laughs> you know, amongst other things i mean there was also Delorean. yes of course yeah and canada's yeah. bike nods, yeah did they make the whole thing palatable to you
2: they put that uh, film in a in this in a comfortable sphere of things i am happy to have on in the background you know like oh. like on repeat if they not on repeat i'm not gonna watch ready Player one three times in a day but like if i'm sitting on netflix and i don't know what i want to watch or I just want to fill uh, fill the the house uh, with some noise or something. Like I can just go, okay, ready, player one. That doesn't offend me. And oh yeah, I can like peek around the corner to check out the the, the DeLorean scene. Or oh cool, the RX seventy eight is coming. Oh look at her, It's yeah, really so good, good movie, to see the then. I would yeah. lump something like
1: Free Guy into that category of like you can leave it on in the background <laughs> and it's not gonna do you any harm. You know, it's it's pretty innocuous stuff. But then what's the point of having it on at all? Because Free Guy is like ready player one but with even fewer references like spoiler yeah. no spoiler i don't know they do a marvel bit and they do a star wars bit and that's about it um yeah so well they gotta leave it and, and then, then star wars visions dudes like that first episode was incredible um artistic i need to see that me, stuff yeah, yeah please do yeah. yeah it's beautifully done and like normally i get a giant eye roll every time people ignite lightsabers but it's done so artfully that even what am i trying to say the the iconic element in that set star wars apart from other sci-fi stories like it and let's let's admit to the fact that yes it is a very very busy playing field very crammed um you know star wars was its own thing now there have been so many imitators that like by the time we came back to the the sequel trilogy like it felt like star wars was the imitator and it, it was actually imitating itself but anyways the lightsaber is what set star Wars apart um and yet it's the thing that always gets grown out of me because i'm like here we go again i was like you can't you can't travel this galaxy without encountering sith and jedi boo to that i say galaxy should be far far larger but anyways it's yeah that should be rarer yeah it captivated me and seeing the other sort of famous iconic races and droid types that you've seen brushings of in the original trilogy now you know of course there are other tradoshians like bosk you know they don't always have to be (laughs) bosk this is a reptile Mm. race that that exists in this universe like They can be doing other things and and playing other characters and living out other roles. So stuff like that excites me. And it also had this kind of interesting, you know, samurai bent, which Star Wars takes a lot of influence from in the early days. Anyways, Mm. you know, the Kurosawa films and and whatnot. So seeing those elements incorporated into like current Star Wars, cool. And um, the transport that the stormtroopers are using, it's just a, it's just the middle of an AT-AT. I don't know if this is common knowledge to everyone, but like that is just the the, the troop section of an AT-AT with the neck and legs lopped off and turned into, I suppose, a, a repulsor lift craft. Hey, cool. Kudos to the design yeah, team so for I, coming up with that.
2: I totally need to check this thing out, man. I I got to so I got to agree with you on the, we keep running into Sith and in Jedi all the time hmm. because in the star wars mythos most people don't even believe the jedi exist and they don't even believe in the force anymore like and yet Jedi's every story
1: are, and yet every story worth telling within star wars someone ignites a lightsaber eh, like i and say, it's, it's the icon that is forever going to set star wars apart so how do you hmm. how do you not rely on that crutch <laughs> and also coming back
2: well I, I did manage to watch one cool thing um and before I get into that, I just want to comment on one thing with like Ready Player One and something like Free Guy. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of video game references in Free Guy that maybe you didn't pick up on because, you know, you haven't played some of those games. Because I have heard that there are some pretty well-hidden Easter eggs in Free Guy, um, and I haven't seen the film, so I can't speak to it. But with Ready Player One, um, it's it was it's a weird film, in, in my opinion, in that it's kind of like it's got the spirit of the book to a degree uh that comes through you know um the sort of anti-corporate by virtue uh, of
1: the fact that it has uh, just a kind of a never-ending series of references like, well the books actually have writing
2: well the, the book's got more actually i know like, but they, Paul, that, that, that's I the mean, that's yeah
1: that's, that's not compelling writing that's just like oh you remember this thing well you She's going to get a whole lot more of it you a know? little no, nod the, to the to reader. Mender yeah. But, uh, yeah. Is the term.
2: yeah. Well the thing, is, yeah, but that's, that's the only, but that's what I wanted to say now. Like as a film ready player one, at least it gets its message across, even though the film itself is kind of jumbled and I, yeah. And, and to, to speak on that whole like video gaming thing and why should you put it in and stuff. Um, i i'm not loving this current sort of thing in the movies right now where it's very on the nose i always thought it was much cooler when you saw like a pong machine in the background or somebody has like you know there's some hacker in a cool movie and he happens to have some gundam kits in the background or like robocop 3 that um hacker kid she's got like an ed 209 model kit you know, on her shelf and you know i always thought that kind of thing was like Space much paranoids. cooler it's, it's subtle yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, space paranoids, um, and, and 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 I also recently watched the cool making of of Tron as well, which I just felt Tron managed to handle that better in some respects. But anyway, I don't want to get too deep into that. The thing um, I watched, and it has a lot to do with like an Easter egg and with an upcoming film, is uh, on the latest episode of um, Oh God uh, Adam Savage's channel. He builds his proto- proton pack. Um, Or should I say, he finishes his proton pack. And it is such a cool video to watch because it is a really awesome proton pack. If you guys are Ghostbusters fans, uh, and we all are to some degree or another, uh, it's just awesome to see what he does with it. And yeah, it's got me very inspired. And uh, I also, so I've been sort of on the YouTube rabbit hole because I've been working. And lately, I've just been enjoying uh, videos on how to make a proton pack. And I saw a really great tutorial on how to make one with the foam rubber boards and i gotta say that's the project i definitely want to get into as soon as i'm like freed from from a little bit of work stuff because that is something i've always wanted it is on my wish list and at least if i can get like a a cheap hardware store made um, proton pack and throw on some good paint and, and make it work that'll be that'll make me very happy but yeah that's pretty much been the extent of what i've been watching um yeah man and rob you dude like anything cool uh Um, that you've checked out save us (laughs) (laughs) good (laughs) (laughs) games.
0: well i've watched the first episode of that i need to keep going it is it is interesting because i was like why is everyone into this thing it's basically it feels to me like a battle royale um or or something else that's been done before but obviously i mean there must be something i have that same question Um, i have that same question
2: because i haven't seen it yet (laughs) sorry
0: this episode is, is pretty straightforward um it's just it kind of sets a mystery up um like who are these people um you know they've essentially abducted all these people you kind of understand why all of them are there and then obviously you see that the game itself is deadly it's 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 a lethal game that they're they're playing um so i'm curious to keep going because I, I imagine this the, the following episodes that kind of really hook you because the first episode it seems pretty generic it's just okay you know there's a guy he has debts now he gets he's drawn into this, this, this thing that he doesn't want to be in, but he has to, to survive and to get enough money to obviously help his family out or whatever. Um, so I'll keep going. Um, I managed to finish, finally finish Midnight Mass, which was that um, horror miniseries that I watched. Oh, good. That was pretty cool. The ending was actually it was quite worth it. And it leaves you th- uh, with a lot to think about, which I thought was quite cool. Um, but the major watches of this week... Um, Netflix, I think a while ago they had the later ones on, but now they've taken those off and they put the first three on. I don't know. Uh I watched all three Mission Impossible movies. So one, two, and three, this week. And that was an interesting <laughs> experience. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it, it's
0: it's such it's it's absolutely incredible how different each movie is. The first three. Like they're the like even Ethan Hunt feels so different in each of these movies. Um, the first movie is like a full-on proper spy mystery um, where, where even you're trying to like figure out like you know how things are laid out. Um, the movie kind of changes halfway through where Ethan kind of discovers um, things that have gone on. And the film still works, That you know, the, the first half still works knowing what you know at that point. And it's, it's a pretty tight movie. The action is very exciting. And then the second one, obviously, is full on '90s insanity, um, with what's his name <laughs> directing, with Limp Bizkit, with oh, Limp Bizkit. all the music, John Woo, used. John Woo directing uh, and the, the, the pigeons, and the, the, you know the slow motion, and, oh and like Lord. Ethan Hunt constantly having to like fly through the air to shoot things, or like to drop to the ground to shoot someone. So he like you know he lies down on the ground to shoot them, or he jumps over something and he shoots them. Um, it's absolute. <sighs> it's crazy it's just night and day Gun through. these two different movies
2: i love that movie <laughs> really
3: it's sorry guilty pleasure
2: i love it not even guilty pre- pleasure i can thoroughly uh i can without any res- uh, reservation say that i love the second mission impossible it is very much a product of its time Yeah, but i, so I was about to say it made me watch, it, has not aged it made me well. watch the first one <laughs> No, yeah. not
0: at all. Yeah, it it's, okay. it doesn't age well yeah. at all. But it's it's, it's, it's uh, hilarious. It's so cool that there's a South African character in there as well. But um, his exit is uh, awful,
1: and he, oh no, it's, it's, it's bad. It's, but he has,
0: he he's has so the kind
3: weird.
0: of he has the there are certain like words and things that he uses that I'm like it feels more South African than a lot of other performances. Like I can't mm. off, off the top of my head remember now, but there are like he uses certain words or turns of phrase that feels more South African than a lot of other portrayals also african i comedians. still
1: think mission impossible 3 holds up to this day it was jj abrams wasn't it and yes um this was, oh was my his God. first one, philip yeah. seymour hoffman playing the baddie that was some chilling shit uh the hmm. the way he dispatches people with that you know charge injected into their yes, brain in their head. it's crazy <sighs> it's oh, also a very days. it's
0: it's it's a, it's a big shift because I'd mm. say the third one, because of course it involves his, um, he has a, like a, a personal relationship from the very start. This third movie isn't so much, it's not so much about the mystery or the, you know, the the kind of overarching like end of the world thing. It's more about Ethan Hunt trying to, um, I suppose, like like decide, is he still into this? You know, um, you know why is he doing this? Um, you know, he's trying to be drawn out of this world and he's kind of drawn back into it. Um, to me, it feels like it's the first two have very strong stories, not strong stories, but they're kind of focused on, okay, there's a thing happening and he has to figure this out. He has to fix it. Well, in the third one, the mission impossible aspects to it aren't really the focus. So they don't matter so much. And that's why you literally Mm. have a rabbit's foot in the movie, which is a, you know, quite a popular, um, term for like a object that you don't know anything about that, that basically drives the story forward. In, in, like, mm-hmm. a, MacGuffin. a MacGuffin, yeah, it's literally a, a MacGuffin. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it, it's just fascinating how, how it's so different in the way that it kind of approaches Mission Impossible. Um, and then then he goes on to make four, five, and six, and those are all very different as well. Um, I'm looking forward to re watching those at some point, but yeah, it was mm. kind of cool to kind of watch one from, like, I suppose the late eight, early 90s. I think that's when the original came out and then obviously uh
1: 1995 or six mm.
0: yes and then like the full-blown ninetiesness mm. of the second and then <laughs> the third is more like it's more modern it's it's the type of movie that we're used to watching these days in in the mm. way that it kind of handles the the subject matter hey
2: andrew andrew's got a, a suggestion for us um uh, he says kroll movie for he- heberg <laughs> have you guys ever watched kroll or cruel cruel uh, however you want to pronounce it
0: i haven't what is this what is or have i yeah
2: yeah uh it's a very cool like old 80s fantasy movie and the the sort of standout thing in there is that he's got a um a weapon that is like a it's like a chakram, like he throws it but it's like a it opens up it's got blades it's 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 cool you guys have to check it it's like it's well, it just 80s that. fantasy just schlock it. and yes. it's great Yeah, crawl and then there's another one as well and i i can't seem to i I wish i could remember the name now it just sort of slipped out of my head but it's much on the same vein as crawl um but it's like wow dude it's a fan you know whoever when they i have to get the name of this damn movie but uh and and i will come back to this i'll i will look it up and tell everybody what it is in the next episode but i was like shocked when i was watching this because it is a fantasy movie, and it's got like the hero, and he saves people, and does the whole thing. But there is a surprisingly high amount of nudity in that movie, and it's like a PG thirteen. And I'm just like, what? The eighties, man. And I'm not talking about like boobs. Oh <laughs> so, man, yeah, Oh, yes. my God.
1: oh man, that just shot to the top of the to-watch list. Uh, oh yeah, right? I mean, it's funny guys. Like, like when we were kids, that was that was the thing to do. Like. Which movies have, like, <laughs> boobs in them? It's I mean, true, though. It is. Kids these we days, have the internet, them... they just... Yeah, they're just like, ooh, mention... which
0: website has the boobs in them? I mean, like,
1: all of <laughs> <Bloody> them. <laughs> Google. Google, you know? provided safe search is not engaged. Oh, man. What a time to be alive. Gentlemen, which would you like to do first? Oh, the there we go. Sorry, style? it's Beastmaster. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Would you like
2: to
0: okay, more...
1: then. Mm. <laughs> would you like to talk about the RoboSkull? Or would you like to try and fix a 90s G.I. Joe and save him from his weapons tree fate?
2: I think everybody's super excited to hear about our thoughts on the RoboSkull. Like...
1: Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, I I think,
2: think that's we a have cool thing. to... I think we have to, to get... Pop this rubber skull cherry so that whoever's listening can be like, oh, yes, finally. Yes. Ah, finally, I understand
1: <laughs> what the big deal is. Well, the easiest way to do this, folks who are watching the YouTube version, I'm going to, and I suppose you could just go uh, to your browser and punch this in yourself. But if you go to the Kickstarter page, uh, which is kickstarter.com slash projects slash which is the name of the company uh, producing RoboSkull, and then slash again, RoboSkull. So that's kickstarter.com slash projects slash Skeletron slash RoboSkull. The link will be in the description below, but if you are kicking it old school and you're jotting this down for some reason, uh, there you have it. Um, So yes, if you go to the Kickstarter, you will see... Now, my currency is all in Oz dollars, so let me just change that. Uh, (laughs) In USD, it's $269,920 have been pledged. The initial goal was only $78,000. So they've blown past that uh four times over five times over math was never my strong suit (laughs) (laughs) there've been 635 backers and there are 27 days left as of recording this podcast so as of listening to it if you are hot off the presses there are probably 26 days to go because i'm that fast yes editing a day i know right impressive Mm -hmm. but yes this project is to is to get a it's it's designed for both one uh, 1 to 12 and 1 to 18 scale figures we'll get into that what? in a bit but it is a reimagining of the classic palitoy, red skulls robo skull spaceship airship jet craft rocket craft i don't know basically back in the day they took a tie fighter this is bob Breakin, Pally Toy legend who has been brought back to assist on the the the, the design of this um which is in, an incredible story in and of itself but anyways but back in the day they took a tie fighter messed with it a bit remodeled the cockpit into a skull shape jammed a few extra figures in there it can accommodate three figures uh the original at least and so can this, um, and, and, and made it and called it good. And it has gone on to become a legendary toy. Um, certainly, its price point has rocketed up on the secondary market. And I imagine this Mark II is only going to increase its notoriety, um, the original. But we're here to talk about the newbie, and it is a beautiful piece. Uh, mm. I've chewed the air enough. Paul, I know you're excited. What are your thoughts, my friend?
2: Oh, dude, I... I didn't know what to expect to be honest. I mean, I went and looked up the old Roboskull skull, um, shortly after our last, uh, one of our earlier podcasts about blood for the Baron. Um, because I was like, what do these things look like again? Uh, because you, know, the Skeletron, uh, sort of hype marketing had already started. And I was, I was curious. I wanted to see kind of, I, I wanted to get that like kind of a mental picture of what to expect from, from this thing going forward. And, uh, I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised. It's cool how the aesthetic keeps a lot of what made the original very good, um, but also adds a lot of sort of modern nuances to make it feel current and to make it feel sort of, uh, like, like it fits in with what we're getting from classified or should I say for what we're getting from the one to 12th scale toys at the moment, uh, which is really good. Like, You know, they they could have actually gone full retro with this and sort of almost redesigned the retro. And when I said redesign, they could have just modernized the retro a little bit and it would have been fine. But they kind of swung the other way and went full tilt and made this thing super gnarly. It is very cool. I think it's... I mean, I love skulls and I love skull motifs. (laughs) And that thing just looks so high fantasy and you know so they had me at that fir- and, and yeah that's what i want to say they had me at that first image um i sort of I, I think i saw it on facebook uh there was like a really cool painting of it and i was like oh that's cool like that's that's nice uh, probably and retro. the
1: ian kennedy now ian kennedy was uh one of the original artists i believe on battle yeah so he was he was around to illustrate the original uh robo skull and, and had me at
2: that and i was just like I've got to go and check out this toy now. I want to see like how they pull this off. And I'm going through this and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, it's got the skull face and it's got the, you know, the cool like foils for the wings and and all that's going on. But when you look deeper, then you start seeing (laughs) all the cool stuff that it does. I mean, never mind just the pilots. Okay. So the the most standout feature, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to love this. uh, If you don't know this, uh, it can fit three, three quarter inch Joes or three, three quarter inch figures rather, or mm. one to 12 back scale back. figures. Yeah. Which is very Night Raven. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so you got that option, or you can pop in one of your classified Joes or one uh, or other one to 12 uh, scale figures in there, which is also really rad. So the fact that they managed to pull it off and that it, the scale works for both those sizes of toys is just amazing. Um, that like that... That is a feat, and then as you look deeper, you start finding out. Well, these wings don't are not just landing platforms. They have different types of attack modes. They got like a, like a fold, uh, like a cruise mode and a and an agility mode. I think I don't know if it's called an agility mode, but it's like a high maneuver mode. They've got an attack mode. So the wings actually have all kinds of cool folding. Uh, the Japanese like to call them gimmicks uh, uh, in their toy um, breakdowns. Yeah, and their toy parlance. Oh wow! And then you got that picture. Sorry, you've just popped it up now on the screen. The picture of the the guy holding it, and you're like, "Wow, it's huge!" It's and, pretty
1: big. It's considerably and I'm, bigger than the original. Mm.
2: And I'm going through this, and I'm checking all of the sides. I'm like, "Wow!" And now my mouth's watering. I'm like, "Okay, I'm actually really, really keen for this thing because now I've seen it. It's big now." And so I scroll back up and I look a bit, and I'm like, "The mouth opens, and it's got little missiles that are removable," and. You can like, and it's got these little little modular points. I think you, you had an image of it earlier where it's got uh, one of the His Tanks, um, the His Tank Version 5's guns mounted on the wing. And I'm just like, damn, this thing's amazing. I mean, this is going to be like $400 or $500. And as I scroll down, I see the prices. It's only like $210 or $230 or something. And you get to pick uh, one of the pilots. So naturally, I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in. What pilot do I want for it now? You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. um, the wolf I trooper
1: or the weasel.
2: Yeah, a part of me wants to get the weasel because of the GI Joe kind of the the, fa- the sort of cross-linked side of it. Um, but the wolf pilots are amazing. This is a very sexy toy uh, is all I'm going to say uh, is, is what I'm trying to say, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's, it's
0: absolutely amazing. And the figures themselves mm. were, I think it's a collaboration with Marauders to mm-hmm. actually produce mm-hmm. the figures. It's absolutely, this thing is, is incredible. I've, they've done an, an amazing job. And the fact that it does fit multiple scales means that it has even more utility, or at least, you know, it's it's desirable to tons more groups than just say going, okay, here's for, you know, three inch guys, or only for the 12, 12 inch guys.
1: So the... <laughs> The, there are various stretch goals that have yeah. become unlocked and most recently i think the six inch figure has become unlocked um i'm gonna be cribbing a lot from uh, a full force interview with one of the creatives uh, that dropped uh, when they in conjunction with the launch of the kickstarter but back then they were like saying oh, i hope this gets unlocked well it is unlocked the six inch figure is available and get this It has a removable helmet that then reveals that it is, in fact, Skeletron. Now, (laughs) if you are a fan of Palletoy Action action Force, you might be familiar with the Skeletron action figure. But you might not know that the Skeletron was intended to be the pilot of the RoboSkull. And it used to be called RoboSkull. But then there was this, like oh, but RoboSkull is the name of the ship. We can't make it the name of the pilot also, as Bob Breakin tells the story. So they decided to release Skeletron. They, they cooked up this new name for the character, Skeletron, and released that as a... Exclusive, <laughs> and G. they, they, <laughs> they returned ro- re- retained RoboSkull as the name of the vehicle. Uh, I think that's the story. And then they released it with Red Wolf initially. Uh, and then as more o-ring style gi joe figures got phased into the line they used wild weasel hence why uh skeletron the kickstarter initiative is releasing two variant pilots in the 1 to 18 scale or 4 inch scale uh that being the what are they called the wolves and the weasels um i mean the, the the list of unlocked goals uh is very extensive I can go through a few of them if you guys uh, would care to join me <laughs> um, and speak course, to them man. as you as you wish. Um, they want to do, uh, or they have unlocked a kind of a, an armored f- um, frontage for the for your robo skulls. Um, very cool. It just basically changes the faceplate from an exposed skull to a more I suppose it looks like the helmets of the action figure in a sense they've unlocked these little uh, a trio of like s- assassin skele-drones which are articulated four-legged <laughs> little <laughs> things that come as bonuses with your roboskull every roboskull that is that you purchase will come with these additional little bits and bobs or you can buy them separately for 15 bucks um, and i learned that the head of these assassin skele-drones uh, is removable and can be placed on a Marauder's Task Force action figure or perhaps a four-inch G.I. G- G- Joe. Yeah, Imagine modern figure. era Joe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, Dude, this thing is super cool.
1: done, in conjunction with Grindstone uh, the Studios, well, I think is, Grindstone toys, sorry, they've done a, a retro O-ring figure, which looks incredible. That just tickles my nostalgia button big time. Ooh. Ooh. and it looks great my goodness so yeah like
2: i oh wow so like wait hold on what do i have to do to get the vintage figure with mine now uh
1: you can now purchase it uh for 25 bucks um or yeah you purchase it on top of your roboskull yeah
2: okay so like you you buy your your roboskull for like 220 dollars Okay, yeah, which already yeah, is 25. coming with... Yeah, which is already coming with... Okay, at least the po- the the, 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 po- the combination I'm looking at is a Skull Mark II SE and 4-inch Weasel Pilot. That's $220. Mm-hmm. Um, And so you just have to add a, an additional 25 and then bang, you've got a cool vintage one to go with that. And it's mm.
1: corded. <laughs> mm. If there's what? one bone to pick I have <laughs> with the campaign, it's just in the copy that like yes we know these are incredible designs and they're very lovingly and 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 very patiently like, obviously the time and effort was put into this stuff but i just <laughs> i don't like the use of like an adjective when they say you know includes one grindstone toys 3.75 inch o-ring skeletron retroaction figure comes beautifully carded like i'll be the judge I... of that Thanks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You've been smoking too much of your own shit, man. It comes beautifully carded. Oh, <laughs> well, shit. i got to say it's the, a minor the,
0: the words they put in here, I mean, they're, they're actually, it's actually cool to kind of go through. They're, they're quite, they have a sense of humor, which I, I think is quite cool. Play value. <laughs> endless. Total collector value. Priceless. Priceless.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. I can't believe, so yes, like the, uh, the unlockables are are steaming along I don't think anything is <laughs> left to be unlocked in, at the stretch goal level. I think that's it. Well, yeah, cuz uh, and so now the other question is like Oh, apologies. What? There is one more uh, stretch goal that has been added and that's Robo Glow Enhancements. Whoa. That unlocks at $296,000. Uh it'll and be free come f- with the Robo goal. Yeah, which is, which I think is like that's great.
2: Like I I'm gra- I'm glad that they want to throw that in as a freebie and not as an additional pay for cuz I wouldn't pay for an effect. But if it's coming free, I'm going to be very happy about it, you know. This so, thing is absolutely
0: amazing. I It's 220.
2: dollars I can't it believe out. it. It's 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 not that much. Like if, if, if you, you look you drop at the, the cool size of the
1: grand, you will you will be able to get five, I think.
3: Oh. Yeah. $1085 the...
1: five five Robo Skulls and you can get them in any configuration. You can get them um the regular uh red with I guess they've got um the extra sort of detailing around the mouth area. It looks like a a, a black dry brushing. That looks pretty sexy. But there's also that kind of like yellow stripe uh, version and you can get them in any kind of configuration. You can get five of the reds or five of the yellow stripe or you know any as i say configuration uh mix mix and match well so definitely designer. go and
0: check it out if you're interested go and have a look at this because these look really cool i mean congrats to these guys to actually creating such an incredible product
1: ah uh, yes the roboskull mark II se is what they call it with the kind of the yellow design to it lovely 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 stuff and guys if 200 and some change sounds like a lot for this toy let me put things in perspective for everyone listening to this yeah that's yeah you are not going to be able to buy the vintage that cheaply and this is a new toy it is a much more considerably large toy it comes with all the mod cons and the adaptability um something that we haven't mentioned just yet uh, the original Red, uh, the original Robo had just like um, Boba Fett's Slave One, a place to store a prisoner. Well, so does this, but it goes one step further. It's like a cassette that you can place a figure into, and then slam it into the back and click it in place uh it's beautifully sculpted it's made of a kind of a translucent red plastic painted in certain areas so you can see the captive inside it and what's more it comes with a kind of a, a hover effect underneath it a stand if you will so that you can really you know act out that <laughs> Empire Strikes Back moment with the uh, mm-hmm. Lobot and the boys pushing the captive Han Solo or whatever Marauders figure you happen to put in there they've got a guy with a red beret Nice. I think a really so, yes. apt
0: comparison here would be like um, this is the eagle hawk to the tomahawk. You know, like oh, everyone shut knows your face! The eagle hawk is the
3: best. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm seething <laughs> with rage right now. It's really oh nonsense. Robbie, nonsense! <laughs> um, the new yeah, one is looks, better. Okay, guys, let's 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 bring it back into the room. We have been wagged about how amazing this thing is, but. What are we, what are we actually doing as G.I. members towards this this initiative? I'm promoting uh, right now, I imagine everyone listening to this is furiously checking out Kickstarter.
2: Yeah, I okay. Listen, I, I mean, I checked this out the other night um, in detail. I want to get one. I uh, just want to see if I can, if I'll have enough cash for it within the allotted time which I think I might be able to. I think we can get one for G.I. Joe Bogue, definitely. Um, mm. Mm. And I'm, okay. I am I don't want to get... I actually like it in proper red. I don't like... I. And I'm sorry to the guys who are behind the, this Kickstarter and all that. I just don't like the yellow. Um,
1: oh, look, it's, it's for folks who are getting multiples. It does yeah. incent- incentivize having a trio of them, for instance. Or an you ace, have, yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly. You'd have the lead, um, leader and his wingman.
2: So I, I'm very keen on getting like the standard red one with um, like one of those. Uh, I would like to get it with weasel, but I think weasel only comes with the SE version, um, from what I can tell. Um, and but that's okay because I'm. I think the wolves, the blood wolves, are amazing. Um, I just like the novelty of the weasel, but I definitely want one of those retro dudes to come with it. Uh, one of those like O-ring styled. Um, guys to come to come with mine like
0: oh my god a brand new o figure i mean that's just insane
2: right i i want to see that like I, I want that in my collection and this thing is super obscure it's it's just metal i love it it's just it's mm-hmm. got such a metal vibe to it and yeah, I, I, I think we'd be st- silly to pass up on it. If we even have like a, a, a vague interest in it, I think we'd be silly to pass up on it. I think it's one of those things that where later on down the line, we're going to be like, oh, I should have gotten that, into that Kickstarter. I don't know. Um, and Paul, I know don't I, take I want my one. Word
1: on, don't take my word hmm. for it. Uh, you might have to do your own research at this point. But I think if you chuck in an extra 25 bucks, you can buy a single carded weasel figure. Separate. Oh. So you would get the... The carded um, wolf figure with your mm-hmm. standard Robo Skull Mark II, and then you can chip in a bit extra for, you know. I think it's offered through the Kickstarter exclusively if you wanted to kind of buy an additional pilot. But like I said, I'm, I'm I don't I don't know if I'm remembering the interview uh, correctly at this point. Would you want to get the add-on heavy metal armor Robo Knight sort of plate? It's fifteen um,
2: bucks. Personally, no. Uh I okay. think it's very cool. I think I think mm-hmm. it's a great feature and it's great design, but I love that skull, man. I <laughs> just mm-hmm. love that skull. Yeah. I would hate to cover it up and I don't want to pay fifteen dollars to cover it up. Um good yeah. points. Mm. Yeah. I I mean I, and also it's well designed. I mean and once again, like you said, you know, if, if you've bought more than one, it's cool because now you can have your ace with these yellow livery. Um you can have an armored version. You can make two of them the, the armored versions as your bombers or whatevers, and then you can have your two support guys, you know? So
1: something that is uh, news to me and probably news to everyone, but or at least to you guys. The Roboskull Mark II is compatible with four inch figures. It's compatible mm. with six inch figures, but it's also compatible with one inch figures. So take a look. Oh, at yeah, the Diaclone stuff. Yeah. Yes, there's a diaclon range um, of pods from diaclon world, and you can fit those pods into the eyeball sockets of the Robo Skull. No, what are the? <laughs> so this the... thing is compatible with three different scales, and that that's incredible. I mean, the, this thing would be a gigantic ship compared to the diaclon one-inch figures. But there they are.
0: That'd be like a, I don't even know, like a warship, essentially, like a, like a space, Mm. like a gigantic,
1: uh, The, the trade-off is the fact that the internals won't be scaled accurately. Like, sure, you can put the pilots in the eyes, but you can't then open the canopy and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of scaled accurately to have an interior space that those guys can interact with. So there won't be like different cabins and a bridge and yeah, for sure. weapons I mean, control that's... area. Like, th- there's a lot of in- imagination that could take this step further, and maybe they've considered it because there are still stretch goals that are waiting in the wings that haven't been announced yet. I mean, this campaign is still very, very young. So, <laughs> who knows? Maybe there's an... In- like, you can rip out the current internals of your uh, RoboSkull and put in a one-inch scaled world in there. It'll be like well, there a we go. M- oh, Mighty oh, inch or- scale. <laughs> My, yeah, oh, it's very Mighty Poly, Max. Polly Pocket, no, <laughs> Polly Pocket <laughs> with his skull bent. Yeah, Mighty Max is kind of the most apt um parallel to draw. It's like, yeah, it's one of those horror heads, weren't they? weren't they called horror heads? Something like oh, that. Oh, ma- like Madballs. <laughs> no, the Mighty Max, like they, they had a specific name. Anyways, I don't know what
2: the is- what their specific name was. I just love them. And there was actually yeah, one a, with a skull motif. So
1: absolutely, it was uh, yeah. like a prison. my first one. Yeah, and yeah. it had a little
2: bookshelf that you could like open up. It was a little secret compartment. That was great. Um, okay, so like, I, yeah, so uh, Mighty Max was was great. I actually kicked myself for trading a lot of them off for micro machines and stuff as a kid. Anyway, <laughs> back to the Robo Skull. Um, hmm. Okay. I, I realistically, like, I want to get one. I want to plan. I, I'm, I'm hoping that at the end of this month, uh, I'll have enough uh, sort of green to be able to to put into one because we could also use it for, like, play motion, you know? Indeed. Mm, we could use it, and, and, and that'll be yeah, a great Jabo thing. Yeah,
1: goes to space.
2: <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> and, and I think another, I think something that's worth mentioning, well, so, uh, just before we move away from it as well, I kind of secretly hope that one of the stretch goals like and one of the stretch goals that pops up is that we would get the original canopy you know if you look at the original it's got this uh, this like canopy that's got this like little bubble on it like this like little bubble shaped um sort of window and i know why they've done away with it because just modern aesthetic you you, you know it's what we're getting now is a much better trade-off but i think that would be a cool one for the fans especially for old school fans to be able to get a canopy that's just like a, a little bit different with that bubbly thing on it. I think, I think guys would go nuts for that. A uh, part of me is a little keen on that as well, but we'll see how they go. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to put out a question. Qu-
1: Don't they just mm. remove the, the TIE fighter kind of cockpit glass and move it to the top?
2: Yeah, they kind of, yeah, yeah the way they sort of, you know, did it on the original. It's just, it's, it's quite clever. So... Firstly, I've got a question for everybody in our comments now, in our, as our live audience, uh, thanks to the Bergforce Patreon. Uh, which ones are you guys going to get? Like, what are you interested in this line? Are you even interested in a, in a RoboSkull? Is this something that like, appeals to you? I think yes. Uh, if, if you guys can shoot us a yes uh, with uh, what it is that you're getting or what it is that you've already backed um obviously if you've been one of those guys that backed the thousand rand pledge that's not what i'm looking for i'm just keen to know if you've got a skeleton and a weasel and a wolf and a retro and a faceplate i'm keen on that kind of thing because that's just interesting to me and then in the comments uh let us know like uh are you going to be getting yourselves a roboskull um is this does this appeal to you is this something like that you're like oh my word i didn't know this existed i've got to get one or i've been waiting for this my whole adult life <laughs> you know <laughs> um, let us know because i am curious to see what you guys think because that might even inform some of the extras that we can buy for the Roboskull that i'll that i'll get for the RoboSkull because then you know maybe we could do like a play motion with it or we can do a gi joeberg style review on it or something like that going forward and it'd be nice to have the bits and bobs that you guys think are interesting for this um, for this bad boy i just love the gun sticking out of the eye holes that's so cool on the retro <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they've faithfully reproduced them except made them more i suppose um mini gunny you know they look like rotary barrels whereas the original looked like ray guns <laughs> 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 yeah man. I, uh, this campaign is full of <laughs> wind though I, I, I suppose it's easy come easy go for us We don't have anything invested in this. People have been cracking on on this project for over two years now. Mm. And they've got some heavy hitters. Uh, You know, I mentioned Bob Breakin. I don't know what level he was involved in the RoboSkull Mark II's design. But being the man, well, the the chief man responsible for the original, um, the fact that he is a living legend and still is alive and kicking uh it was a no-brainer to bring him on and amazing that he was that he actually agreed to do it. Uh he's a very generous guy, so I suppose uh, I mean Chris and Kate McLeod are good mates with him. Um I think it was a, it came out of a, a conversation that they had, had that he was brought back into the fold. But that just speaks to the level of investment and care that this project has. And the mm-hmm. proof of the pudding is in how quickly it's funded. <laughs> Cause uh yeah, this thing did not take long at all anyways gents have we got any responses guys are all in yep looks yeah. like it in the chats um yeah i just yo uh so i mean
2: realistically Bart, i need yeah. darren
1: brian good job boys
2: hey guys um as well just curious uh because i haven't done the last time i did something that was kickstarter ish was another great um fan made well when, when i say fan made project um I don't even think it, you could call it a fan project anymore. The the Valiverse stuff, the Action Force, I mean, that was the last um, sort of crowdfunded Kickstarter thing I supported uh, in a big way that actually worked, not, uh, unlike um, Word Burglars Vinyl, which I, I <laughs> botched and didn't actually get. Damn it. Well, anyway, don't, don't
1: worry, I represented on that one. <laughs> um, it's staring me in the face right now. I still don't have a record player, though. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm curious like when you get this uh, do we still have to
2: like slap on some shipping on top of that because i know it ships worldwide um yeah and worldwide I is great po- po- postage yeah.
1: is not included so depending yeah on where you are in the world yeah but i wonder where the factory is because china to south africa is cheaper than the united states to south africa did you know that yes you did
2: yes i do know that yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's also because of other things that it's cheaper but yeah um yeah, there's that. Uh, but then the other thing is, you know, South Africa is kind of like, well, you've received something, allegedly, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so a part of me is thinking that like, uh, Bart's going to be the recipient of my RoboSkull until I'm ready to ship it. <laughs> um Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, because that that's a major concern, because I mean, something like that is not going to ship for, uh, at least internationally, I don't think it's going to ship for anything less than $70. So I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to make a plan there. But yeah, I'm, I'm in on a robust goal. I want to make this happen. Um, it's very sexy. It's very retro. And I kind of feel like we also have to represent in a small way, not just because um i mean it's great to support fan projects especially a fan project that you know that we like i mean and it's not to say that there's been fan projects out there that we didn't like and that's why we didn't support them sometimes it was just a matter of timing and things but also you know we we grew up in a country that got action force as well so i kind of feel like there's a part of me that wants to also kind of get it um so i can you know like just represent you know like oh cool hero joe fans you know or <laughs> uh, euro uh supplied joe fans <laughs> so
0: international Berg force
2: and you know who's been a massive supporter of this project and i just want to say kudos because if this man wasn't going on about it as much as he was i don't think i would have known about it uh, i don't think i would have like cared as much i don't know it's weird but ryan sweeney if you're out there um thanks man like you have been a huge um spokesman for this for this toy and thank you for like essentially letting us know about it by posting about it and sharing it a lot on facebook and all that and giving it attention um because yeah it's it's one of those things that i might have you know sort of seen it and gone oh okay yeah that's gonna happen sometime and then realized that When it did actually happen, I may have missed it or it might have been too late for me to save up for it. So thanks, Ryan. (laughs) Um, I I see a comment uh, about the Airwolf. Yeah, To everybody that's getting themselves an Airwolf, uh, knock yourselves out. That's great. I just don't have that same fondness or excitement for the Airwolf. But I'm getting a damn RoboSkull. (laughs) So.
1: <laughs> and uh, darren gives us the the facts that australian shipping was 80 australian dollars so 800 south african rands nice thanks darren gentlemen let's flip the script let's fix- yeah <laughs> let's fix some 90s toys yes yes there are some gem action figures in the 90s but soured by really lame gear i think i'll open my account by mentioning all the beautiful potential that we had mm. with mace <laughs> i knew i was going to say something about mace <laughs> you i i Rob's bought David. this figure real cheap because i could not stand <laughs> any of his gear he basically comes with muskrats helmet and bfg that attaches not to his back not to his arms but to his head (laughs) so yeah instantly forgettable and made him a very cheap pickup because i didn't want those toys um or those accessories i should say but that leaves you in the quandary what do you give mace now this character might be getting a lot of head scratches from from the audience they say he was supposed to be part of the second wave of def figures But uh, DEF kind of got shit-canned after one year. I guess they probably won the war on drugs. Or maybe they lost the war on drugs. Maybe Headman (laughs) won. But uh, either way, the DEF ceased to be a thing um, in 1993. And so this guy had no sub-team to belong to. In any case, he is an undercover specialist. So I guess he's in the same vein as Chuckles. But he has a look that might be... considered a little plain to some and this is where the figure's potential takes off because you could play him as a joe undercover sure or you could play him as some kind of seedy underworld enforcer he's got a black jacket like a motorcycle jacket black gloves and what really sells it for me he's got this slick back hairstyle that ends in a ducktail at the back (laughs) (laughs) now that's it channels um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Raw Deal to me. So, like, this <laughs> is, this, like, bad dude. Like, he's he's definitely working on the outside of the law here. Um, but his accessories are absolute pants. They do not assist him in any way in characterizing himself. So, how do we fix this guy? Well, just like Chuckles, he's got to have a piece. He's got to have a sidearm that integrates with the figure. I would love to have the good old holster um you know removable holster removable weapon which was an innovation in 1987 why not bring it back for the year 1993 come on but there's a twist to further enhance this guy's undercover work he'll come with an attaché case the attaché case opens in the same style that Destro version one has, you know, it's basically a solid plastic piece with a ridge along the back of thinner plastic that it flexes along. It's pretty strong. I mean Bullhorn's case, for instance, um, Destro's cases, I don't think Zartan's case, I don't think these things have, have, have broken too much. I don't know. Mine certainly are, are are not hanging on by a thread. They seem very secure. Anyways, I'd use that again. But take a little lesson from Bullhorn's collapsible rifle and give this attache case a false bottom into which you could place his accompanying pistol. So you can either have him holstering and, you know, carrying very visibly, or you can have it hidden in the false bottom of this case. And the false bottom should have sculpted um, greeblies on top of it, like maybe some illicit substances or some cold hard cash or uh, a little bit of tech like some communications gear some general spy stuff i mean the imagination runs wild but like it's basically a marriage of things that we saw with lifeline version one with bullhorn with destro but just taking it to the next level by giving it a panel that flips up inside of it um, and holds uh, his accompanying pistol uh, in a kind of a recess just like bullhorns uh, collapsible gun you know have it sunken in there but then still have enough room for this false bottom to kind of rest top it and fool his uh his quarry into thinking that that's all there is like oh this mountain of cocaine that's that's all that you've got in your co- in your case look no, it was, it was no further <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh that's me fellas uh, who's next oh how but do i make we've, this before go we
0: move on from mace I, I just, uh, his motto is still the best I always have the last laugh of corporate criminals. Right after I lock them up.
1: <laughs> yeah, this guy's definitely bagging rails. Uh, 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 uh. He's chasing the white lines. Um White you've just Yeah, very good. you go away. <laughs> okay. you've, you've elected yourself to be the next gentleman for a shave. Do it.
0: Well, I think I think probably one of the I think the 90s were crazy. I think what they tried to do, obviously they went real cheap on the weapons, and it really depended on the figure. Um, if the colors that the weapons came in were actually okay, I think there's a lot of them where, like, you can kind of dismiss the fact that you have the same weapons that every other character has. Um, like, I think, Roadblock, I mean, his his ones from 93 aren't too bad, even though he doesn't come with a Mardus-type, you know... Um, Weapon, um, but one that I think all, I okay, guess, so wait, where was I going? Oh, yes, yeah. So they all have the same types of weapons. Um, sometimes they come with like some weird helmet, but across, whenever they did include these weapon trees, there would be you no know, like nice backpack, I think. And some characters kind of need a backpack to kind of complete their look or complete their functionality. Um, and for me, probably a standard one for that would be Dalton from 94. Um the communications expert who comes with the wackiest helmet. He just looks—he <laughs> looks so freaking weird with this, this this thing on. It's like he's got like they're like angled, I suppose like like very triangular glasses. It's kind of like he's wearing like weird triangular glasses on his head. Um, the coloring of the figure isn't too bad. Um, I think um, you could probably paint over. There's some like weird green, yellow stuff on his chest. You could paint over that. Um, But otherwise, the figure is actually pretty decent, I think. Um, You can keep the helmet, um, but I think he needs, once again, like he did, you know, back in the 80s, he needs a proper, cool, like, communications tech-type backpack. You can update it to kind of look more 90s, you can kind of give it, like, more bells and whistles, maybe, um, but he needs some sort of backpack that completes who he is, you know, and his usefulness is his, his mission on the field, is to, you know, be able to relay communications and he can't do that if he doesn't have a backpack that, that can do all of that um i'm not ready yet to believe that everything fits into the helmet um <laughs> like the, we're he not knows far enough in
1: 1993
0: the future, right. <laughs> dude <laughs> <laughs> no it's not far enough in the future um so i think i think definitely Darturn for me would be one of the guys who needs like a proper backpack to, to to complete his look and i think in general he looks kind of he looks actually pretty decent with the with, with um with his helmet on it looks <laughs> really out there but i can i can kind of buy it because of the rest of his look um but i think he definitely needs a helmet yeah he not a helmet a backpack <laughs> it's just like Everyone. how does he backpack?
2: carry that gun i
3: the,
0: don't know how he does that. the
2: big yellow gung-ho gun that comes with him. i'm like why put that in with dial tone it's just
0: <laughs> it makes no sense that should have gone with roblox I mean, that's the thing that comes on a tree. It's all, that that machine gun is on a tree. But then you you bring out roadblock and roadblock doesn't machine have the machine gun tree. tree. Exactly, it doesn't have the tree.
1: Machine guns don't grow off trees, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, unless
0: you're a figure in the nineties, in the GI mm. dream line. <laughs> they grow off plastic trees. Um, yeah, so I think dial turn for me at least would be a big fix. Like if you could just give him a really cool backpack. Um, I mean, I kind of like the weapons he comes with. I think he comes with, weirdly enough, separately. Oh, no, no, not separately. Actually, no, that's his huge gun. I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think his, I mean, the strange thing is he actually does come with, like, the the weird green version of his gun, I think. Oh, yes. So they actually did have that on the tree there, which I think is kind of cool. But, okay, well, I'm going too far if I have to start talking about the colors again. But um, I think yes. Give him a cool <laughs> what would his communications backpack do?
1: Backpack? Like, would it have um? Because I remember Dante in '86 had had a little he had like bit a little of a mic feature. that
0: came down. Yeah, it kind of came yeah. down. But the thing is, he already has a mic in his his backpack. So I suppose his if helmet. you could kind of in, into his <laughs> helmet. Oh god! <laughs> I'm, I'm still waking up an hour and a half later. <clears throat> um, I suppose you could connect the backpack to his helmet. I think that'd yes. be kind of cool. You could kind of could have. Have a have a tube again, um, and that'd be kind of kind of awesome. And maybe like an extendable antenna, maybe you could do that as well in the backpack, so it kind of like comes up and out.
1: I'm Not sure it how that does feel work. to me. Like you are describing DJ, who's the kind of the communications mm-hmm. expert that fits in between the two dial tone releases. Yes, um, but
0: it's like then if you could do that for DJ, why can you do that for the actual communications experts of the GIJ <laughs> Why? Why would you do many this? a
1: mystery abound with the classic gi joe line yeah yep. let's do it wasted I mean, you could even on make DJ. it that the
0: backpack could <laughs> i mean you could even set it up maybe um i suppose you could you take take it off his back kind of set it up to go some stand standalone that'd be kind of cool yeah Because he doesn't sure. have to have it on him all the time as long as he has like a link between him and the backpack and the backpack itself has a link to whatever you know communicates with you know the outside forces um that kind of frees him up to kind of be more useful on the battlefield then he can use all of his you know bright green weapons to take on cobra while still maintaining communications between the team and everyone else
1: the comments are having a go at dial tone (laughs) Darren's (laughs) like dial tone i think they mean dial cylon Uh, (laughs) and ryan says laser tag dial tone yeah absolutely or what was the was the imitation to laser tag photon uh, photon yeah
0: photon. i think that's what it was oh goodness but like yeah i just i just had to choose as like my top pick was someone who kind of fits into the 90s but still to me at least looks kind of decent other than that a helmet but the helmet at least places him squarely in the 90s um <laughs> that I mean, the there, there's some good helmets out there i mean like figures in the 90s got good head i thought um yeah. in general <laughs> No, except when so the helmet was gonna rip your
1: head off at the neck <laughs> when you fire the bloody rocket. Oh, come on man. that, that is just that some hairbrand shit. shit. You know it's <laughs> Paulie, you're up, buddy. Share my screen, screen,
2: screen, screen, screen. Yay. Okay. So it goes without like saying that some of my some of my favorite designs well actually, no. I'm surprised at how many designs in this uh line i really enjoyed and this is also part of why i was so inspired to do this topic as well uh so one of the, the the figures that i've been chasing uh well one of the the toys i want from this line like badly is this dr Mindbender v2 he is oh, he's very cool oh he's super cool i love it um i just wish he had more that speak uh, more to speak to his mind control and and i know i've kind of mentioned him before because i feel like he should have been part of the mega marines Um, at least on the Cobra side. And so I think it would have been so great if this mind bender came with, uh, it would be great if he came with his cape again. But okay, fine, they don't want to give us soft goods. So then give us some kind of cool backpack that's got some kind of, uh, like, I don't know, like a a tube that runs into a gun or something that, you know, looks like it can, like, scramble people's brains or, you know, like an upgrade. Yeah, like an upgrade of his original You know of his original piece now it actually you know goes on his back as opposed to being dragged around the floor like a like a vacuum cleaner (laughs) you know um like i would have dug that because this this sculpt is amazing um and i need to stop talking because the price every time i probably say it's great the prices are gonna go up for something stupid um (laughs) but i just think it would have been so rad if they had that or even just like a backpack that has like a an over the shoulder kind of cannon or something I just think would have been so nice, not necessarily a weapons that really shoot cannon but just a cannon also um thank you three d Joe's for this awesome image uh, another great one that I would have liked to have uh, another great figure from this that I really love is I just want to just make sure he's in this year but is the night creeper leader uh, I feel like the night creeper leader is also, it's one of my favorites. It's also a toy I'm trying to uh, desperately get my hands on. I actually like both of them, the orange one and the yellow and purple and black or whatever it is. But um, he comes with like a lot of repurposed roadblock gear, which is like kind of interesting um, because that little like arm-mounted crossbow is badass. But I don't understand why he has to have roadblock shield. I think it would have been great if we also got like a a backpack similar to the original Night Creeper that could like keep two swords on it and maybe you could plug like a, a crossbow onto it I think that would have been a hell of a lot of fun um, and you know just a simple I understand tooling and all that but I think that would have been simple um, and, and fun and and just given us a little bit of the, a touch of that old schoolness you know I mean yes he comes with these orange swords and they're fun but I just would have liked like a place to keep them, as opposed to like, okay, now that I'm finished playing with them, I have to put them in the drawer. I can't just like put them on his backpack and and have a day,
1: you know. Um, I have a that... bone to pick with Mindbender's accessories over the course of forever. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just so random. <laughs> now with the with the value of hindsight, giving him the old cattle prod. Well, giving him random pack-in weapons make a lot less sense than just giving him the damn brainwave scanner yeah well, that's yeah, it. right
2: yeah that, that's the thing you know he could yeah that's that's also good that's a good idea like it could have just been I like mean, a portable brainwave scanner or something you know
1: well it could break down pretty small i mean duke got a bfg that has a seat attached to it like <laughs> all you need is a seat and a little base, and then basically like a, an old hairdryer, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> the old ladies sit and have their hair did, they sit under the bloody hairdryer. Yeah, that's all it needs to be. Something to strap a figure down onto, and then, in fact, it doesn't even need to be a seat. It can be just like a backboard that can stand, you know, a free a freestanding backboard that a figure plugs onto, yeah, I think that be because the figure the
0: himself from the '90s is very well designed. I mean, he has like yeah. kind of like that head thing, He has kind of like wrist, uh, like bracelets on that kind of suggest a lot of kind of like technology, or like mind control possibilities. But he needs something outside of himself,
1: hmm. um, that and as kind much of as the that. as much as the brain re- brainwave scanner gets a collective groan from us now, it is an essential part of not only Doctor Mindbender's story. But G.I. Joe mythology, like, yeah, it's important. Uh, We've yet to get a scale brainwave scanner. I wonder if there's Mm -hmm. a rights issue there. I wonder if, like, they'd have to pay Larry... No, No, I don't think they'd have to pay Larry a cent. He was working under their license. But, you know, it is his idea, his... It
0: is uh, weird that we've never gotten a proper one yet. It's
1: hard. Yeah, so... uh,
2: (laughs) Which brings me to another, another figure that I feel like is a missed opportunity. Major Blood. Uh, like, battle Corps. Battle Corps, right? I, I just mm-hmm. think it's so sad because, firstly, he's got, I don't know if he's still got a cybernetic hand and now it's just got like a flesh, you know, covering now. <laughs> <laughs> but Cyberdyne Systems Model 101 exactly but he's got the <laughs> robocop spike it just happens to be in his elbow you know <laughs> so you know so like if he i don't know maybe stuff in cobra works like you know you have to use your elbow and then you put it into the slot you know and then whatever because that's kind of a unique piece of sculpt there and that's actually got me thinking you know he's got I this i never cyborg.
1: saw that before crazy he has got a protrusion coming off his his right arm like mm. at the elbow Weird. He's also got a hell of a diaper. <laughs> 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 wow. I get the feeling that's from another figure. Isn't that a Toxo Viper's lower body? Yeah, that is definitely. Toxo Viper eco-warriors. Uh, I just love that Major Blood decided
2: he wanted to go even more avant-garde with his outfit and added some spikes and, and whatever's
1: to his uh, uh He's Lord Dread from Captain Power. Right? <laughs> totally... Um, so like has got Borg candidate. Like just like uh, Bart said in the chats, that um, Battle Core Mindbender is great for Borg customs. Oh, he be so amazing, is, yeah. So is this Major Blood? Mm, he's also got totally. like, a, a, it's just like occurred to me now. He's got a Destro collar. You know, he's got the red popped collar. Yeah. yeah he's trying to get
2: on Baroness's good side. He's all like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to write chest. you some poems. And, I'm going to write you some poems and stuff. You're going to like <laughs> love me. I'm cool. Um, there is but, your
1: medallion, Destro, darling.
2: <laughs> Very nicely done, dude. Um, I just think it would be great if, like, he had like a little port or something in his arm, and then you could, like, you know, like if he was like a bat right? So kind of make Major Blood's right arm like a bat's arm. You can take out the front piece of the arm and you can replace it with like a gun or like a spiky thing or a cutty thing or whatever. Hey, even repurpose a bat's backpack and just use that arm. I think that would have made this Major Blood way more interesting. Um, You know, aside from just having the sculpt and I think it would have, uh, you know, complemented the sculpt. You know, I think it would have made it a lot more fun and made him... Just more memorable uh, to people. I think people would be like, "Oh yeah, I love that major blood figure. He was like a bat. I don't know. Just I think that could be cool." Um, and then uh, the uh, and I, I mean I can go down the rabbit hole. So I'm going to definitely cap it off now um, as best I can. Uh, but something that definitely needs to be mentioned as well is Metalhead. You know, you go from a, a, a character or a toy design that is so rad. You know with all of these cool you know missile launches and everything stuck on him to basically a guy that now carries missile launches that looks like he could be major blood son, or M- major blood cosplaying as somebody else but does that doesn't <laughs> matter what matters is that this is a total lost opportunity they could have also given him some very cool backpacks uh styling you know uh, in, in a similar vein to like what we now know as the data viper we could have had you know that kind of thing He he could have even had like maybe like little like sentries or something with missile launches or rocket launches on them, you know, and then you can just shout at them and tell them where to kill things. I think that was just a bit of a missed opportunity as well, because now mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's burdened here by um, cables artist, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sensibilities. Felt, yeah, look, There we go.
1: Life interesting. You're throwing, you're throwing uh, light on figures that I have never considered owning personally. Uh, for the first time and it's the first time i've realized that he's got rock vipers lower half
3: mm-hmm.
1: interesting he's
3: a
2: rock viper not a rock lobster <laughs> anyway <laughs> well, it, <laughs> and it's then...
0: interesting we're also pointing out something that does seem to be lacking or maybe it's just the ones that we're focused on because the ones that i also chose i had a whole list um often it's it's the the 90s figures didn't come with cool backpacks they kind of just completely yeah. threw out the backpack to be able to do this um, launcher feature with all the figures um hmm. you know obviously the, the 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 weapon tree is very cheap to produce but then they kind of put the effort into making these a couple of different um launches and it's like the launches became the focus more than it's like the people didn't have to carry things anymore they wanted to create another play feature rather than have, you know, put a lump of plastic on the back that does nothing, I suppose, at least, mm. you know, their logic.
2: It's crazy. Also, I also think the, the greatest buddy copy, uh, buddy comedy, you know, to come out of G.I. Joe in the 90s, pardon all the super ads for meat. <laughs> but <it's> Bazooka. <laughs> they're trying to
0: tell you something.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're trying to tell me meat's on special. I think Bazooka and Leatherneck would have been so cool the, specifically the 90s versions with uh leathernecks giraffe pants and bazookas kind of you know fishing <laughs> accoutrement um they
3: do suit each other
2: right they do they're like they're like a, they're like a team they're like a sub team <laughs> they're like fishing force or something but how cool would it have been if they got like a, a fishing boat vehicle that was like actually Ooh. like a gi joe vehicle that was like disguised as some kind of trawler or Oh, Whatever, cool. and then it had like, like flip hidden, out like, missiles reference. or something yes right yeah they could have, then it would have made sense because these are like our undercover dudes i mean these are our grumpy old men you know it's gr- <laughs> because they are okay. kind of a little bit older than the rest of the force and i just think it would have been like that's kind of a missed opportunity like they should have been the vehicle drivers on some mad ass covert fishing trawler or something i don't know i just i just feel like it's a it's a bit of a missed opportunity there But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, I mean, I'm still going to get them. And, you know, the whole 90s weaponry thing is a double-edged sword because, you know, I can go and buy these toys online and for the most part not have to worry about getting their gear. Mm -hmm. I suppose the other side of it, um, to be fair, is some of these guys, uh, their weapons trees uh, came with some cool guns, you know, especially like throwbacks to guns that came out a while ago, like um, Stalker's Gun and... I can mention a few. I mean, there's Muskrat's, uh, not Muskrat's weapon, but uh, Bullhorn's gun. There's some great, like, weapons that are on those weapons trees. So I don't want to, like, poo-poo the guns too much. I just poo-poo the lack of um, imagination. You know, I think it just would have been so much more fun to just, I don't know, just have gotten those exclusive weapons. And now the rest of the world knows what we think. I'd love to hear what the rest of the world thinks in the comments, uh, both our Bergforce comments and our YouTube comments. I'd love to hear what is a 90s figure or what kind of weapon set would you give to your favorite 90s figure? Um, And maybe maybe you've had a 90s figure and you've had tons of years to to think about what it is that you wanted to improve on that toy. Let us know in the comments below. Totally wanna hear your thoughts. Uh, I know that we only are focused on a few. Um, There's way more and no, there's uh, tons there's absolutely tons, there's tons. I mean, some
0: of them have just been completely <laughs> ruined by this binus.
2: dinosaur is terrible <laughs> this is like a contemplative t-rex like hmm
1: am i going to eat you i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> paul is uh, paul is scrolling through all the figures on three <laughs> at this point. i can't yeah i can't i can't
2: help it now i'm like i'm in the rabbit hole I'm trying to. I'm actually desperately just trying to find that um, Cobra Commander so that I can just have it as the last thing people see on this video feed because that Cobra Commander is so so cool. That said, yeah, I, I'm I'm on a '90s kick uh, because my '80s stuff is starting to get to a point where it's becoming more and more complete, and I'm also just seeing some of these amazing sculpts. Like, sorry, oh, but mean... Cobra Commander. <laughs>
0: this 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 um the topic has been very enlightening i mean it kind of does kind of take you back to the 90s where there are really cool sculpts. it's just often what holds holds them back is the fact that they don't come with anything cool but then as you said it makes it easier to collect them because they're you're only getting the figure as long as the figure is in good condition and say they have the helmet um then you're actually good to go you can Mm. can equip that figure with whatever you want and make him yours you know your own um I mean yeah, there's some really cool I mean I think even like what a very understated one, which I think yes it doesn't look as good as the original but still interesting is Frostbite from ninety three. He doesn't look too bad. I mean if you paint over his like oh, yeah. grenades on his chest or something, he looks a bit yeah. better. And he comes with like <laughs> he comes with like a really insane helmet.
2: Uh, it's dude, like a face plate
0: that makes him look like, um... Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees. Like <laughs> and he
2: comes with a machete. I mean, that was not an accident. <laughs> Nobody did that by, by accident. <laughs> Nobody was like, in Hasbro, somebody made sure that that happened because they're yeah, a horror maybe movie fan. Yeah, it was fan. popular at
0: the time. Yeah, like maybe, yeah. like, you know, Jason Goes to Space or something was coming out at the time. And they were like, we need a figure. I want yeah, one. <laughs>
2: at this time, I think it was uh yeah it's probably around the time of final friday to be fair all right so, yeah okay. yeah so but yeah i think he's yeah. not
0: too bad i mean thankfully the head is, is pretty it's pretty accurate um to ones that have come before obviously they've kind of changed the color of his beard he's, he's got a brown beard now instead of a black beard mm. um but otherwise i mean he's, he's pretty decent i think for a 90s figure he's not too over the top another mm. cool one i thought was heat viper Okay, he looks nothing like his original, but he He's fits very in cool. really well with the Firefly who came out at the same time. He right, had kind of and he also... That black and green kind of look.
2: Totally, and uh, and also that's also just a, a, a shame that he doesn't have gear. And in fact, actually, um, to our listeners, that second version of Heat Viper, the green and black one, is actually sitting on that local toy site uh, that Rob mm. and I were talking about early on in the an episode and I think it goes for a whole a uh, two hundred and fifty Rand or something. Oh, and I've been eyeing that. Yeah, I've I've been eyeing that and, and, and looking at it on the website, I kept thinking, There's gotta be more to this guy. So I actually went <laughs> onto yojo.com and onto 3D Joe's just to check if he, what his gear was. And then that's that's actually what got me on this whole rabbit hole. I was like, surely there's more to this heat viper. Surely. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, his
0: missile launch isn't too bad. If you don't put the missile in it, it, it kind of, it's reminiscent of the original Heat Viper, yeah. but it's still not right for him.
2: Yeah, No, it's, it's, no, yeah, no, that, that, <laughs> that particular missile launcher, the, the one that says Fang on it, uh, yeah. which is a sort of a remold of the original uh, that came, came with one of the Star Brigade Joes, um, one of the cobras I got it molded in purple. I've actually got it melted to a GI Joe's arm from one of my early childhood <laughs> customs, um and and that used to call me cause me so much sadness and anger, even in the 90s, because I was like lamenting the fact that I just didn't have a proper heat viper. Mm. Um, on how much I missed my heat vipers. Could it still launch a weapons.
1: missile? Could it the... still launch a missile? Paul? even with the the melting to your Oh shit! I actually have
2: to check that. I yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible it does. Maybe, it, does, maybe
0: it doesn't.
1: You, mm. you you melted the arm to the um the sort of the, the loop that the figure's mm. are, forearm would go into. You didn't melt it to the base of the yeah. The so it should still of, work. The spring should still be uh, in- intact. Interesting. Any case, yeah. gents, I would love to play you a voice note on Postbox the Pit, Ooh. but it seems Instagram fucker. Can't play voice notes that are, like, maybe a week old?
0: Say what? Yeah. Or do they just forget about them?
1: (laughs) I've been... I have infuriatingly been pressing the play button on this voice note for some time now. I listened to it once, and now... Ah, It just won't work. Anyways, it comes from uh, old buddy online, Hillbilly Harper. He was basically Mm. just thanking us for doing uh, Cobra Clutch. And that one of his favorite characters is mercer so this has been a big deal for him um and you are welcome thank you hillbilly thank you for Yay. always having our back i mean he he follows a lot of joe podcasts and uh, channels and stuff um <laughs> i've known about this guy for a while paul why are we watching your screen
2: <laughs>
0: we just because we, uh, i was sharing some cobra
1: commander stuff and now i'm just <laughs> alluding Ooh. to is like they're expensive on eBay, so I wanted to see. <laughs> Anyhoo, well, thank you, Hill for your support of these, and uh, yeah, you're, you're welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed the play motion. Um, Heck yeah! And well, moving forward, gents. Oh, sorry, you go ahead, Rob.
0: Oh no, I was going to say it's it's not to directly postbox the pit, but um, GI Gary put me onto a really cool artwork this week um, by Skinny Joe fan on Twitter of Scoop looking really awesome, kind of like hunkered down and. And doing some cool filming of some crazy action going on off 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 panel uh, i imagine it's a fire or something because it's very bright on that edge of the of the image mm. um thanks for turning me on to that jar gary or gary uh it it is really cool I, I i i really do think it is fantastic
2: and there you have it from our resident scoop fan and um if i'm not mistaken and uh just coming back to that cobra commander that i clearly can't shut up about um, he does seem to come with Scoop's gun.
0: What? Yeah. Really? That's Yeah,
2: have cool. a, Yeah, have a look. It's no. like the neon version of Scoop's gun. I will it, have a listen. I need you to confirm. Um, just I think it might check. be Clean Sweep's pistol.
0: Which Cobra Commander is It could, be, it could this even version be Mercer's 42? pistol. Yeah. yeah. Version for 59. Which Cobra Commander?
1: <laughs> 69. Uh, Star Brigade Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, nineteen
2: ninety four? I love how like all of, uh, a lot of these space joes all have design cues from DJs. Oh, s- they all got Sorry, this, like... it's
1: um it's Captain Gridirons.
2: Oh that's the gun, it's
0: Captain uh, Gridirons. Yes. Yeah. it's it, it's it's close but not quite the cigar.
1: Mm-hmm. Anywho, gents. Uh I've 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 been touched by a stroke of madness and um, <laughs> I have made a pact with myself that this yes. week coming okay Tonight, obviously, being the exception because it's podcast night, but this week coming, um, I've I've been mourning the loss of my actual playtime with GI Joe. My time spent with GI Joe is now editing a podcast or working on a play motion, um, and that means that the actual playtime is missing. And until my son is old enough to join me on my adventures, I still got to do these solo. I have made a pact that I will endeavor to spend at least thirty minutes playing with my toys every single night. Mm. Can we join in Um, with you on that pact?
0: Yeah,
1: I I would love to, but I also want to cut out mobile phones, the internet, and my laptop. No, we I think
0: playing playing with ourselves, you know.
1: Yes. (laughs) Separately. (laughs) We can all play with ourselves Separately, and then every week. (laughs) But at the same same time, every week we kind of check in with each other and see where our narratives (laughs) are going. I think that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can make a segment out of this. But for my own part, I felt like, damn it, Stephen! You know, you collect these things, you gush about them, you talk about them on podcast, you film them in lush tropical environments or Chinese cityscapes but you never really just get down into the dirt and, you know, play.
0: Don't just touch them the way they need to be touched.
1: <laughs> you know, the way they deserve to be touched. <laughs> I'm going to touch them right. Um, yeah. Like, it might backfire and I might be like, oh, I'm too old for this shit. Or it <laughs> might be like, yes, I'm finally reconnecting with the reason why I love these things in the first place. So, starting from tomorrow night, I'm going to... Break out a couple of figures, vehicles, whatever, and start my personal little your new
0: adventure. That's fantastic, dude.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. And I'm not gonna hold you to it because actually, it it is quite an ask. Like we're we're grown ups, and allegedly, and uh, you know, it's it might be thought of as strange for us to go to the bottom of the garden and. (laughs) take our plastic crack with us um do
0: what you gotta do i think i think you know if it if it helps reconnect you to something inside yourself
1: but for me it doesn't feel like it's been that long ago and certainly Mm. the play motion stuff has kept it alive even though that is very like very driven and very purposeful um like i have to get x number of shots in the can otherwise this day has been a bust you know like it's under pressure um to just play without the pressure of a camera. I I hope I can still. I hope I can still recreate the magic. I hope I can still go with it. I hope I can still suspend my disbelief. But I do anticipate that my biggest problem will be that I'm doing it alone. Yeah. Damn it, fellas. Yeah. Why aren't we in Australia? Well, at least at least there's solidarity. At
2: least you know that we're we're taking on the same pact and that this week. Are you? Yes. I think for this week. I am. I am going to endeavor to do so. This actually ties in very nicely. Sorry, let me change my register there a bit. This ties in very nicely with... Who here is um, with me? With uh, somebody... Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> uh, with something I was talking to a colleague about. Um, she is an outstanding illustrator. Uh, in fact, our team, we are well, quite a skilled
1: bunch of... illustrations p- in on time in future.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so,
1: no, we... we oh, <laughs>
2: Uh, but we all, uh, we all sure. are, are fairly skilled and, and, and all that. But lately she's been having this, uh, sort of struggle with some of the output, some of the graphics that we've been outputting, because she's sort of see, looking at them and I'm looking at them and we're like, they could be better. And, you know, uh, and we've been having these conversations she, she's like, how can I make them better? And I, and I said, like, here's the thing. Uh, there's the art direction side and we we went into the art direction I'm not going to board the podcast about this but um, the other side of it is I was like when is the last time you drew for yourself do you keep a sketchbook and she was like no she doesn't well she's got one somewhere she hasn't drawn it in ages and I'm like what's ages like a few weeks a few months what she's like I haven't really sketched anything this year that wasn't for a client I'm like well there's the problem you're not drawing for yourself you're not you're not um, getting your expression out there on paper or, or whatever's you know, and that can be translated to what, what's happening here as well. If you are not taking that time to enjoy your toys and everything that we do with our toys has a purpose, then we're not feeding our imaginations. We're not improving our, let's say, skill at playing with toys because, I mean, that's how you get better at doing anything. You do more of it um, and you do it more consciously. But that was the point I was trying to make, is that if she would start illustrating and start sketching and maybe take 30 minutes a day just to sketch a little bit, even if it's bad, it doesn't have to be good. That's the mistake people make. They think you you have to do good art every day or whatever, or you have to play with your toys well every day. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. You just have to do it because that's where the happy accidents are. You know, that's when you start going, oh, I actually, yeah, this looks really cool. Let me grab my camera quickly and take a photo of that. Or something you know something can, some kind of spark of inspiration comes in or you could be like oh i didn't notice the sculpt on my character this is cool this is a whole new plot point that can come out of it and wow i really really love snow job what an amazing toy like <laughs> well, you know i think
1: hans in the yeah. chat summarizes it perfectly by saying that i draw for me every day the same way steve wants to play for 30 minutes i draw for 30 minutes just for me no one else you have to do it for you otherwise you begin to wilt I like that term of phrase. You do begin to wilt. Mm -hmm. You need to nourish your own plant. Yeah, for sure. Your own garden. And with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, for sure. I'm going to point my toes towards the door because um, I think my kid is having a rather difficult night and it's time that I take on some of the burden. Well, we had a power cut. This is hilarious. I mean, after all the. Oh, my goodness. um, You you feel like you're back in South Africa again, hey? Well, <laughs> yes. Last week, SA was embattled with some power cuts. Tonight, we had a good two-hour outage, and we wondered oh. if the power was going to come back. I mean, let's talk about wilting. Um, if you don't have the AC blasting at this time of year, or any time of year in North Queensland for that matter, uh, it doesn't make for very restful sleep, particularly for mm. a kid. Um, oh, so, no. Elliot is... Uh, he got off to a bit of a bad night um so i'm going to uh do my daddy thing and give mom some relief so it, gents it. it's always a pleasure uh we will be next week and maybe we'll do a, a quick catch-up on how the roboskull quick kickstarter is going but whether or not paul has uh put in his bid yet he got one um, and <laughs> wow well, you have to wait i think till probably 2023 before you actually see the toy but yeah, mm. yeah, feels good to, to get your, 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 your end in. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting to check in with you guys next week as to whether or not you've played. Heck Anyone yeah. who wants also, to join us on this endeavor, feel free to uh, tell us how it went. In yeah, drop us no. an email
0: if you like, or in the comments. If you want to email us, real South African here at gmail.com. Because uh, emails, you can gush for hours, and we'll we'll definitely read the whole thing. <laughs> Um, on air and we do so.
2: I just want to say a, a hearty shout out give a hearty shout out to Cliff McCarthy as well how's it man uh, thank you for that and
1: thank you to our patrons who make this possible keep the lights yes. burning in GI Joburg it helps more than I think anyone can possibly fathom. Uh, a Absolutely. couple of bucks a month m- massive props we'll keep doing what we're doing free to everybody but you know as I say it helps in in very material ways we're able to put back into gi job what it kind of takes out effectively if that makes any sense yeah totally um, we
0: look, look forward to actually giving back
1: i think shipping. yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. i was about to say it
2: like it allows me to put in some shipping money towards shipping and to be to be able to get some toys in to talk about to discuss to be play motion actors uh it's the reason we might have a robo <laughs> yeah um, so
1: you're Joe job Berg- to the Bergforce. force
2: joe to the joe Bergforce. force also guys uh check it out if you are if you haven't already checked it out there's a channel called saints on cinema uh with a guy called tim wilde uh stephen rob and alistair recently did a sort of childhood uh, playtime discussion with him i've recently recorded a chat about some 80s animated films Uh, in, in particular, uh, we discussed the, or we discussed the Transformers or Transformers, the movie in particular, as well as She-Ra, um, and the, the secret of the sword or He-Man and She-Ra, the secret of the sword, as well as GI Joe, the movie. And, you know, we just had a fun conversation about it. Uh, you know, take from it what you want. Uh, it should be available soon. So if you are already a fan of Saints on Cinema, I'm sure... You will be notified about it um soon enough if you haven't gone check out his channel he has some cool conversations and musings about lots of 80s things and comic books and all kinds of good stuff so yeah something to stuff. put
0: on while you wait for another episode of gi Joburg. Of
2: gi joeberg yeah and um and just yeah also thank you so much for the awesome support mm-hmm. that you guys have shown gi joeberg and shown gi joe um as a brand i mean we've got so much cool stuff happening uh, you know a lot of stuff is happening because as fans we are putting our money into the things that we want And that's why we're getting cool stuff like Skulls and Vietnam ca- uh, uh, figures from Marauder and Action Force and all that good stuff and uh, Occasionally you're, you're also buying some He-Man toys. I know you are I am and <laughs> Yeah guys and and if you want to check out some merch or something, you know You can find it in the description below and if you want to join our boat force and join that awesome wall of honor that we showed earlier. Uh, the link is also in the description below for the Patreon. So go and check that out. Um, but yeah, always feel free to check uh, to come and chat to us on Facebook. You can shoot us a mail. You can drop a comment. Uh, you can do a funny song on TikTok and then record it and send it to us because, yeah. I don't know, we're not on TikTok. But... <laughs> 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 um, but as usual, we will see you in the next few days again. Uh, same time, same place. And I will also be doing a mystery unboxing after our next episode because I have some toys that need to be opened up in front of camera because it will be my birthday and I want to make me a lot of it. So, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Cool. That was right. 220,
0: guys. See you in 221.